Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. This week we look to architect the future as we discuss next-gen data centre. Enjoy the show. Hi and welcome to another Tech Interviews podcast. Um, I'm here at NetApp Insight 2017 in Berlin um, and yesterday I sat in on a really interesting session talking about next generation data centres. Um, so if you, you roll back uh, into one of my previous podcast episodes, which I've got no idea what the number is, uh, we, we had a chat around next gen data centres and I think it's an interesting uh, move that we're seeing in the way that we design and, and deploy uh, technology into our businesses or into service providers. Um, but what was interesting about this panel session yesterday was that these were guys who were actually out there delivering this kind of stuff, so kind of more of a, a view from the trenches. So, um, so I've been joined by a couple of panellists, um, both returning, uh, returning visitors to the podcast. Um, so, uh, so returning visitors, why don't you introduce yourself, tell people who you are and what it is you do. I'm Jason Benedicic, I'm Principal Consultant at ANS Group, Manchester, UK. Uh, I work in the next generation data centre space along with Hybrid Cloud and um, I've been working along with NetApp for about the last 16, 17 years um, and around the last seven years in FlexPod, uh, now moving more into private cloud and next generation um, systems. And other mystery guest? Hello, hello, I'm Rory McBride from Arrow UK. I'm a technical account manager team leader over there um, and my job is to help educate the partners on um, all things NetApp. Uh, and for the last sort of uh, six to nine months, that's purely been focused on the next generation suite of products that we've seen here today at uh, Insight. So, good starting point then. Education's one of your things. So uh, why don't you educate us to what a next generation data center is? Oh, and sum that up in 50 words sort of thing. Um, yeah. So it's all right, it's not a tweet. You've got, <laughs> you've got characters. Oh, all extra your, characters. And nice. many characters you like. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the benefit of next generation data center is you know the the simplicity to manage from day one the ability to grow and shrink on the fly to control it via codes you know you hear words banded around that I'm trying to stay away from the buzzwords but things like you know software defined um, infrastructure as service those sorts of things are, are, are key to to the message um, and yeah it's just really being clever with what you want to do with your infrastructure moving forward Jason, anything to add to that? So I think um, what's happened recently is we've seen a huge uptick in the cloud, public cloud consumption. So what that's moving towards now is there are people that don't want to necessarily put data into the public cloud uh, from compliance reasons and you'll be well aware of GDPR and those sorts of things. There's a lot of ding, 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 concern. Ding, ding. Had to get it in somewhere, right? Well, Stringy would get it in before us. If we <laughs> this, this is true. So what we have is we have a requirement to build our data centers with a similar, if not the same, consumption model. It needs to be flexible. It needs to be easily consumable. It needs to be automated. It needs to have orchestration. It needs self-healing. And all of the good things we've learned from the public cloud need to pull into those on-premises infrastructures. So from a, obviously you're working a lot with, with end customers. So. You know, so when you're working with those guys, what, what are the kind of things? What, what are the kind of things that are going on in their businesses that are driving them to start looking at this kind of new way of deploying stuff? So, what happens with the customers are they're moving in a quicker pace than ever before. They want to go to market quicker. They want to realise value quicker. There's a lot of value in their data. There's a lot of value in their intellectual property. And you know, if they're not moving quickly, then they're going to get outpaced by a competitor. 
um, or just a, another organization. Um, so I work a lot in the public space as well. So that agility that they are looking to find is to deliver services to the public better. Um, all of those things drive them to, to make IT an enabler not a hindrance. We've, we've, we've all been there in the past where, oh, I need this new service. Yeah. And you, you're asking, you know, two weeks for a network guy to put some ports together, a couple of weeks for a server guy to build you something. And the DNS is never so right. Yeah, it's always the DNS. Um, you know, so th that was the traditional way things were. And we have to move away from that. We have to make it, you know, we don't have to go to self-service, but if we at least enable IT providers in our customers to provide that service so much quicker in the same way as going out to the public cloud, then those businesses can move quicker and stay competitive. So Jason just made an interesting point there and used the word public cloud. So to tick off the list of things uh, that, that are on our bingo card here, the um, do you think, Rory, that what's driving this kind of thinking inside organizations is actually the example that's been set by AWS or Azure or by you know IBM, you know, is it is it is it that that's driving a demand for us within our own data centers? Yes, I believe it is. I mean, we've gotten to the point now where we hear the, the terminology cloud first, you know, and a lot of businesses and a lot of organizations are thinking, what can I, what do I not really want to manage? What do I want to give to somebody else? What do people do better than me that basically will save me time and allow me to concentrate on what's best for my organization. And I think that is driving adoption of cloud faster than anything else. Um, the second thing is the standardization, um, the ability to, to roll up services, you know, whether that be one or a thousand, depending on what you need, and have them all look the same. Uh, I think, you know, is, is a huge potential with, with the public cloud. Um, and being able to burst or scale out there uh, is is another nice feature. So people are looking at that and going, you know, why should I try and reinvent the wheel with my infrastructure in-house when, when it's all there sitting ready and waiting and, you know, I can I can pay for it on a monthly basis. And, you know, when I've had enough, I can just stop paying and just let the thing die over there if need be, rather than having to worry about, uh, I've invested in this and I've, I've told the financial director that I'm gonna draw down on it over three to five years. So, you know, when, you, when you're listening to a, any kind of podcast, I suppose you sat there with questions going on in your mind. Well, yesterday, the, the panel session you had, yep. we had questions thrown at you. So, so what was the kind of thing from, uh, for either of you, I guess, but what, what was the kind of questions that the audience were having? So what, what were the kind of things they were asking? What, what Maybe what were they un, unsure about when it came to next-gen kind of design, next-gen data centers? Or did they have differing views? You know, did people yeah. have a different idea of what they were? I think they had... Um, we had a great mix of partners and customers in the room that were at sort of different journey points along that to, to a next generation data center or a, a hybrid cloud topology. And they were coming with questions like, you know, does it need to be, you know, scalable, seamless, and these sorts of things. And others were saying, well, you know, why would you not want to build it on Solifier? Or why would you do this? Or, you know, how do we compete against X cloud provider? And um, yeah, there were some really good conversations. We had an idea that we wanted to go in a certain direction and uh, it was great to see the audience pulled us in another that they wanted to know more yeah. about. So what about you, Jason? Well, was there anything that you got asked that was a surprise? Um, I think there was a few surprises, um, but generally there was um, 
questions around why would they do it that way? What's the benefit to them? Um, that came more from sort of the, the customer angle. Um, there's also some questions around, uh, you know. Well, why don't we pick up on that then? So, okay. from, so from a customer point of view, what was the benefit to them? Yeah. So, so what was what was the what, what kind of answers did you give to the, those questions? So the benefit. We're not being a partner or a service provider isn't unique. Even a customer is providing a service to somebody. Yeah. All IT is a service provider, but you're not you're not necessarily going to make money from that function but you are going to provide business results. So that's why you should look at these things. Become the enabler, provide better service, you know, adhere to better SLAs, don't be a hindrance to the business, provide innovation. You know, take a look at the story we heard through the week from John, one of uh, your customers, around how they've provided such value from the data they had to keep. It was a mandatory requirement to keep the data, but they've now turned that into a way to save customers money. That's uh, that's a huge success story, and that's so you don't have to be a partner or a service provider selling to make benefits from the next generation data center. You you just need to have an innovative thought process and say how can I make best value for my business out of these new technologies. So. So you said actually in the middle, and I rudely interrupted you of describing some of the things that you'd heard yesterday. So, so there were other things as well that came to you from the audience that were maybe unexpected or, or, or interesting questions that maybe maybe people listening to this show might might like the answer to. So some of the interesting questions were around: um, Do I need to buy a next generation data center, or if I've just made a purchase recently, yeah. can I bundle it in with DevOps? <laughs> oh yeah, can I just can I take one of the DevOps off the shelf there, please? <laughs> yeah. that'd be great, right? Uh, no, but. Um, you know, can I reutilize investments that I've made in the last six to 12 months? And the answer is yes. I mean, the, we, we see a lot of good technology here. And the thing is, is that they're all part of a story. You don't need to go and buy something new. Um, we've, you know, if you've got ONTAP with FAS, or you've got SolidFire, or you've got FlexPod, or similar things, you can start to layer on different parts of the next generation data center. Bring in orchestration, bring in automation, bring in portals, and reporting, and management. Um, and it's 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 a layered approach. It's not something you pull off the shelf. It's something you build upon. It's more of a philosophy than a product. It's a way how you approach it from a business point of view um, about processes. Um, and sometimes it's inward looking into a business. Um, so a lot of time we spend a lot of time with our customers going around and looking at what apps they use, how they use them, which ones they can use in a future way, which ones they might just need to bin off at some point. And that's that's the bigger part of the next generation data center play. So, so one of the worrying things about what you've just said is that we've clearly spent way too much time together this week because you asked you asked a question in there that I was going to ask Rory, which is this idea of a next generation data center. It's not a technology thing on its own, is it? It's it, it or, or is it or is it actually more of a, a cultural change? Um, it is a cultural change, but there are certain key fundamental building blocks that you're probably going to want in there and some traditional IT just can't provide that and you know your stovepipe snowflake whatever you want to call it applications you know may not be best suited for that transformation but you may be looking at, at new ways to adopt that or ways to move your data which is the new oil uh, and uh, get that onto a, a platform that you can actually get more and more benefit more information out of for your company. Um, so the processes are, are, are key to that 
uh, and just like with uh, GDPR again, the IT helps deliver those. So if you had any, um, so from the session you did yesterday, and it was a really good session, and um, I, I don't know whether they'll ever be available recorded some of these sessions, but it, it'd be great if it was, and, we'll, and if it does, we'll get it in show notes, but um, what was the kind of key things that you took away from that session, you know, from what, what you heard discussed and also, you know, maybe some of the things that the, um, that the audience kind of threw your way? I, I think it was the positivity in the room around moving to that sort of process and strategy. The, the amount of people that turned up, um, you know, we had... Uh, I think we had about 25 registered, which is a pretty good number for that. But I think we were closer to 35 from the walk-ins that wanted to come in and learn more, which, you know, is great in, 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 when you think about, you know, the selection of content that's available here at NetApp Insight. Um, and, and people took the time and chose to, to come in and speak to us. Um, we got thrown out afterwards because there was a lot of post-conversations, people wanting to follow up on things that we'd voiced, wanting our contact details to help um, them pull together something or help strategize with them something for their region or their company um, and that's one of the benefits of working with NetApp and one of the benefits of coming to NetApp Insight we're all in this together we will you know Jason works for a, a reseller that isn't aligned to us but you know if he picks up the phone and rings me I'll quite happily help him out and it's it's always been that way with NetApp partners uh, and it's great to see that that's you know through as well into some of those sessions. What about for you, Jason? What, what, what were the kind of things you took out of that? You know, whether it's something that somebody else on the panel had said, or a question you was asked, or or just your own wisdom. I think one of the things that the audience appreciated the most about having that time with the A team was that we're an independent voice. We're not paid by NetApp to speak, and we give a very open and honest discussion on where we think things are. Um, and I think that's quite an appreciated um, way of handling content. Um, it's a great one for us, great bit of publicity for us as well, um, you know, being on the A-team and all of that. But um, I, think, I think that becomes very valued to them, mm. that you know, we're uh, almost getting into that trusted advisor space without having a, a particular affiliation, being paid by a company to do it. Well, well I think it's nice in, in, in a topic like this as well, where it, it's hard to define, there's not, there's not you know, like, like, as, as you joked before, you know, can I buy your DevOps off the shelf? It's a bit like, can I buy yeah. a next-gen data center? Well, 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 you can't really. And maybe to just kind of wrap this up uh, and some thoughts off both of you on this. To, so if I'm looking at it, so if I'm listening to this and thinking, well, I, yeah, you know, I, I want to start thinking about this kind of next generation of data center design and what my next generation infrastructure should look like. What are some of the key building blocks that you might want to consider? What are some of the, those key considerations? So I think um, from, a, from a hardware perspective, you want to be looking at um, storage platforms that are scalable, um, not both in growth but in reduction as well. You may you may need you may over provision at some point. Yeah. You might need to go back. Um, you want really good management capability. You want great front end tooling, um, orchestration platforms that are possible there. Um, the compute it's still important, but it's become more of a kind of blended computes compute. Um, as long as you can layer over the top of it, that's that's what you really want. Um, so you want the value add stuff. You want the services on top. Uh, they're the, they're the key factors. Yeah. So it's kind of the software services yes, on top. Yeah. yeah. So so about for you, Roy, you know, what, what would be some of the kind of fundamental building blocks, to kind of design thoughts that you should be having? So, yeah, as we've we've probably used the word a lot already, the the, the strategy is going to be different for each customer. 
Um, how they get there is going to be a different journey for each of them. And, you know, it's things like coming to things like NetApp Insight, you know, visiting their code on bar where you can talk to, to people there that can help you understand some of these new software uh, and tools that you can use to deliver that. Uh, going to meetups, um, you know, going back into the, you know, the old style sort of forums and getting to speak to some of your peers um, because, you know, there's a lot of content, a lot of people out there that want to share their, their knowledge with you and help you to get to there at that point. Uh, and I think it's, it's great when, um, sorry, I've just been distracted by somebody climbing over the NetApp sign next to me. Uh, I think it's great um, that, that there's a lot of that out there and that will help them get to, to a process or a strategy that's going to work for them. And as long as you know that it's ever evolving, you know, it's not like you, you, you start on day one and six months later you de deliver an XGen DC. It's, you know, it's ever evolving. You know, what we're seeing today, you know, will change and it will move forward. And it's moving forward at such a pace that you can't know it all. But if, you've, if you plan ahead and, and accept that, then, then you will go with the flow a lot easier. So um, just, and I don't know whether either you've got an answer for this, but is there any, uh, you know, so if somebody's listening to this and would like to know more about next generation data centers, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be NetApp related, uh, you know, this is just kind of the topic in general. Is there any kind of resources you guys have come across, educational, blog posts, other podcasts, uh, others, others exist apparently, um, that you would point somebody to and say, you know, there's a, there's a good guide? Um, so I would say, one of the, the, the key influences for, for myself getting involved in it was the stuff that Josh Atwell has been pushing out, you know, and, and just hearing some of the things he comes along with. Another great resource is something like the DevOps Handbook. Um, and it's just, you know, you will start finding people in the community that you can resonate with. Yeah, yeah I, I think that community is probably a very good place to start. It's a huge, huge available resource. Um, Twitter, Slack, there's a hell of a lot of Slack groups. I mean, the netapp.io for the pub. Um, th there's a lot of really clever people in there. Um, there's f probably far too many blog posts to mention, but um, you know, catch up with the A team. Most of us have got one, and we're all talking about something. So, so I think what's interesting actually, what both of you said, and it probably goes back to something we're kind of wrapping up with that actually, this is not about buying a technology. Next gen data center is not buy a technology, is it? This is a, as you've just talked about there, go and talk to the community, go and understand what people are doing and the kind of strategies that they're evolving. And it's much more about that. It's a strategic way of thinking. It's not so much a just go and buy a next gen data center, here's the part number, and this is how much it costs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's individual for each, each customer and, and their journey. Um, they need to go um, and they need to look internally what do they need to achieve and then approach others that are doing the same thing. Um, you're going to find service providers out there that are going to be able to help with that journey. Um, but it is, it is more than just a product. It's about you know, understanding your requirements, speaking to the community, getting out there, seeing what other people are doing um, and learning from it and, and, and always learning. Um, I was having a conversation with Matt Watts just a few minutes ago um, just about how he was uh, taking up learning some new code and uh, developing some apps and, and you know that that's what helps you on your journey understanding the pain points that other people within your business or other people within your customer workspace may have so do I understand what a developer requires maybe not so what do I do go away and develop something and understand what frustrates them in their processes and how we fix them. So it's it's a big learning exercise. Yeah, if you're going to deliver IT, understand the requirements and the problems they're having currently. 
there's no point in taking an application and, and deploying a new version or moving it to the cloud if they're perfectly happy with what they've got and they've not have any issues. You know, tackle the tackle the low hanging fruit to begin with. You know, and avoid the monolithic code drops. You know, work on a feature, deliver that feature, revise that feature, integrate the next one, and so on and so forth. And yeah, it's, it they all just start tying together. And we've met, mentioned it a few times on probably on your podcast previously that you know this is something that we need to get to grips with now because you will be left behind if you're not yeah. paying attention to this sort of uh, advancement in the IT industry. Okay, guys. Well, look, thanks. I think that's a, that, that, that's a really interesting take on kind of the real world and some of the feedback that you, you got in that, that, that session you ran, uh, you ran yesterday. So um, so to wrap up quickly, um, if people want to hunt you down online, um, yeah, where do they find you? Uh, I'm on the Twitters at, at J.A. Probably put that in the show notes. It's a little bit uh, hard to spell. And uh, I have an upcoming blog. Um, I know I've mentioned it before. I've just not got around to actually putting it on. But uh, thedatacenterbrit.co.uk. Um, and yet again, I've got a hard name to spell, so at McBride underscore Rory on the Twitters, and I've also got a WordPress site under the same name. Uh, I've yet to pay up the money. Uh, I've, I'm going to follow Paul's example for a few years before I do that one. Uh, yeah, you've got to pony up eventually, as Justin Parisi always told me. So um, so I'll, I'll misspell uh, both of your names uh, in the show notes, so much. people won't Thank be able you. to find you. But uh, guys, well, thanks for time, much appreciated, and uh, enjoy the rest of your time here at uh, NetUp Insight. Excellent. Cheers. Thanks, Paul. Hope you enjoyed the show. For show notes, visit techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous episodes. That's the last show for 2017, but we'll be back next year with a whole host of new interviews exploring a wide range of technology topics. So to make sure you catch the show, why not subscribe? You can find us in all of the usual podcast places. That just leaves me to say, enjoy your Christmas holiday season, and I'd like to wish you the very best for 2018, and hope you'll spend some of it listening to tech interviews. And if there's anything you'd like the show to cover, why not drop me a note on Twitter at techstringy and let me know. So for all of you who've enjoyed the show in 2017, thanks for listening.